0: what's going on everybody welcome to another episode of franchise unpacked this is a big one
1: we got a a big one huge episode guys we kind of kept it under wraps we tried to because we we didn't
0: want to count our chickens before they had we wanted to um, make sure it
1: was in the books
0: yeah so we uh today as you saw from clicking on the link uh we're talking about the fairly odd parents and um and you guys this okay so a little peek behind the curtain this intro we're recording after uh and I can safely say that this is easily one of I my favorite it. episodes that we've done. Um, yeah. I mean, we so, got the head
1: honcho himself. You can't yeah. get the more top dog. Of we got the creator the franchise. of
0: Fairly Odd Parents, Butch yeah. Hartman. Uh, we're going to be interviewing him about, uh, you know, about some of his experiences in Hollywood. He's got this new book out about pitching shows and uh, just kind of that whole process. And he's such a nice guy. Like, oh, yeah, I, I. Uh, in the episode oh yeah you'll hear this in the episode but like when i uh when i moved out or actually you might not hear it it might have been before but when i lived in la i just reached out to him and i you know i I tried to see if i could get in and just talk to him pick his brain and miraculously i got through you know i was one of the emails that got you know seen when he was working at nick still and um he's such a nice guy then he's such a nice guy now um and he really just he has a lot of wisdom and insight into the industry to offer um so we definitely we take a pretty deep dive into some of the history of Fairly Odd Parents and kind of what goes on behind the curtain there. Uh, a little bit different than our normal format, but it's awesome. It was so yeah, much fun. It's great. So uh, it I mean, without- I, I say was, but you're about to listen to it. So yeah. Yeah. without
1: any further ado, uh, enjoy our yeah. interview with Butch Hartman.
0: All right, you guys, you heard the intro. Me and Dave are here with uh, I, I think the person that like created a lot of our childhoods. Oh, the yeah. one, the
2: only Whoa.
0: Butch Hartman. What you
2: doing? Uh, hi guys. <laughs> hey there.
0: Good to see How's you. Going? How are you?
2: I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm in LA. It's uh, very hot today. It's uh, July. For those yeah. of you watching in the future, it's July Full of steamy. 2020. Yeah. yeah so we've we've survived covid we've survived many things this year and uh now we're just handling the heat of la
1: so yep, uh, staying yeah. healthy and absolutely. that heat out
0: there can get brutal too i when i was out there i remember there was like there was a stretch in august that i was pretty certain i was gonna die i was like i'm not gonna make it through this, <laughs> this <laughs> is
2: i hate that. to tell you this zach you did die and this, this is this right this is uh, <laughs> uh, the afterlife
1: it's jacob's ladder situation that's good reference good right. reference yeah. wow. Dave is there. like the
0: <laughs> ultimate guru of all things pop culture oh, like that's I why i
2: wanted to do this podcast with oh, him. Man. well jacob's ladder was a 1990 film i was like that's yeah. a that's a 30-year pull there my friend that's, well, yeah it's a, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's
1: a heavy one too yeah oh yeah oh, but I know. we wanted i wanted to start uh by uh first thank you so much for coming on the podcast yeah. and um I, I wanted to talk to you uh, a little bit about uh earlier on uh back you grew up you're from michigan originally yeah. uh just yep. like us and um we I, I noticed that when i was doing some research for this uh for this episode that uh you did your spent some of your teenage years in uh new baltimore Algonac, that area of that's I, grew,
2: I i grew up from age 12 to 18 there uh awesome. yeah
1: okay that that was, yeah. my that- my, mother in law lives. No, my mother-in-law lives there right now. I live in Farmington Hills, but yeah, she's up, we go up there all the time. Wow. So yeah, we're really used to it. Oh, I was
2: actually, I was actually born in Highland Park. Okay. And and then I moved to Roseville. I lived uh, from the early seventies to the late seventies in Roseville and then uh, moved to New Baltimore in uh, 1977. And I went to um, all my, I went to elementary middle school or no, junior high at the time and high school and graduated in 83. And then I came out to California after that. And so, yeah. yeah wow. But, uh, and all That's we had was one. black and white TV. Then we had TV. My house was on a dirt road. Then
1: they finally paved it. That was a huge, big moment. That was a big oh, moment yeah. to stay.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> they, the
1: yeah. they are still paving roads to this day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it yes. Michigan State flowers the cone.
2: Well, congrats to Michigan on getting paved roads. It's exciting. <laughs> finally. <laughs> finally. <laughs> it took it us a while. Here. Yep. <laughs> Someday, now the iPhone. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> one day. In 20 let's years. not get ahead of ourselves here. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: um, and then, <laughs> you, So after you moved to uh, Cal, you, you graduated high school, and then you you went to Cal arts. I read you, did you start right away there after you pretty much in 1983?
2: Yeah. I graduated June of 83 from anchor Bay high school, which is in New Baltimore. And now they have a brand new high school there. It's Mm -hmm. massively huge. The high school I went to was one story. And I think that's now the middle school South or East or something. And now there's a massive anchor Bay high school. It's like 10 stories tall. Anyway. Um, so I graduated there and I came out to L.A. in September of 83 and went right to CalArts. Uh, I got accepted there to be an animator. I mean, animation program. So I went there for three years and then I um, you know, made student films, met all these people. And I like to tell people all the time, if no matter what you want to do in your life, if you're immersed in the business that you want to choose for your career, it's always good to be just immersed around people that uh, do what you do. You can't yeah. say, I want to be an animator and stay in like, you know, Wisconsin. You can. Yeah. I'm not saying you can't. No slam on Wisconsin, but you wanna be around that industry that you're going to be in. Right. And so if you're like, man, I'm just not making it, I'm just not making it in Hollywood, it's like, well, you gotta to go to Hollywood in order to make it there. If you wanna make it anywhere else, that's great. But you have to learn what the uh, business landscape is where you are. And that that goes people don't even understand. People want to have talent, but it's marketing that talent. So I got out of I got out of school, eighty six. Started working in the industry. I want to always work for Disney, but I never have to this day. I've never worked there. Uh, That was my dream for coming out here in the first place. But I've worked in television all my life. I always got jobs on TV shows. Mm I got jobs as a prop designer and a character designer. And then I got jobs as a storyboard artist and a writer. Got fired a couple times. You know, got hired (laughs) here and there. Finally, by the time I sold Fairly Odd Parents in the year uh, 1997 as a short cartoon, I had pretty much done everything in the industry, so I was ready for that challenge to yeah. make my own show. And uh, but even that comes with its own set of challenges. It's not just making your show; it's making it funny. It's making it so it lasts, keeping people employed, playing the political game and the network with you know mm-hmm. people who don't like you, people who do like you. Newsflash, not everybody's gonna like you. Right. right? A lot of people. <laughs> will. So, you know, been. you need to you need to utilize the people that do like you and play that, you know, just be nice. I always say be nice, work hard. It'll happen if you don't give up. So yeah. I encourage yeah. you not to give up. So
0: Absolutely. fairly odd parents was this. I mean, it blew up. I mean, that was huge. When I was a kid, I remember. So it started off, uh, I think it was what, 97 to like 2000 It was
2: was a short. I sold it 97 to December as a short. And then we made the first short, which aired late 98. Yep. That was Oh Yeah Yeah Yeah. yeah, Cartoons, right? Oh Yeah Cartoons. I did one short short for Oh Yeah Cartoons. The Oh Yeah people really liked it and wanted Mm -hmm. me to do four more shorts. So I did pretty much on my own. I had a couple people helping me. It was pretty much, it was just me and like two other people, but I was kind of running the thing. And then um, they focus tested those episodes. and They did very well. That's when you put, you know, an animated show in front of a bunch of kids and take Mm -hmm. your life in front and take your life in your hands. And the kids like the the show, fortunately. And then um, we ended up uh, selling it as a as a cartoon, as a series. And then it became a full blown series and premiered in March of 2001. And wow. it ran for 16, 17 years, uh, brand new episodes, wow. which that's is wild.
0: crazy. That, that's a long time, especially for animated television. I feel like that's a, yeah. yeah, it's a really big stretch. And
2: so I don't take it. I never take it for granted. It's a huge blessing and I'm just super grateful. And, uh, for everybody who yeah. watched the show, you guys, everybody else who watched the show, thank you so much. And I still get to this day. I get all these great messages on Facebook. I get instant messages all the time and people use my, you know, these characters I drew, Timmy Cosmo wanted to use them as their avatars on like right. TikTok oh, and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. I love seeing people do TikToks of Mr. Crocker and like Chip <laughs> Skylark and all that stuff. So, yeah. so funny. It's such a and, and what
0: a cast too on that show. I mean, oh, yeah. Darren Norris, you had uh, Carlos uh, Alas Rocky. Uh, yeah. I, I mean. i, I Jay Leno. Like, you Jay Leno, Robert James Paul James Paulson, James we had Adam, yeah. Adam West. We had Adam West, yeah, Adam West. Well. Yes, I watched Adam that West. episode today where it was Catman.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: it's it's such a clever, like, and that's the thing. So the one thing that I really admire about Fairly Odd Parents, and I want to dive into this with you, is I felt like there was a
2: joke basically on every line. I mean, there was. We really, I'm glad, Zach, I'm glad you noticed that. You can stay on the podcast. I'm glad <laughs> you <know>, Yeah. <you> <laughs> You and know, I, we actually, um, we, our, my writers and I, because I was always in the writing room with these guys, mm-hmm. uh, we had some uh, tremendous writers on Fairly Odd Parents, but I like being part of the writing staff as well, because I'm, I'm yeah. a writer and an artist. I always encourage everybody out there to do more than one thing. If you're an artist, you become a writer. If you're a writer, you become a musician, whatever. Try and do more than one thing, you become more valuable. But my writers and I would call Fairly Odd Parents a comedy pit. It was like a pit that you'd throw jokes into. Yeah. <laughs> Is this line funny? Is this line funny? We were writing funny lines up until we got to the recording booth. And then we had these incredible voice actors like Tara Strong and Darren Norris and Suzanne Blakesley and Blakeslee. Yeah, yep. Carlos, as you mentioned, they would come in and just make it even. They would take it from 10 to like 20 right. and add stuff. And it was just great. And then when we did Tough Puppy, same thing. We had Jerry Trainer on there. And Jerry, yeah. God, Jerry, we would write stuff. Once we got to know Jerry, we would write lines going, Jerry will kill this. This one word. <laughs> Yeah. Well, just the word, just the word candy, Jerry will kill. And then he would would play it and he would just be crying in the room. So it was all about, we worked really hard because we wanted to enjoy the rush of seeing the recording. Like I can't wait to see this recording. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah, so it was fun.
1: You mentioned a little bit earlier that it's like that fun of balancing political. It's got to kind of stay relevant, even though it is mainly for ch- younger audiences, children, young teens, and stuff like that. I remember I was in fifth, sixth grade when I started watching Fairly Odd Parents, but it was one mm-hmm. of those shows. And I mean, all I was watching was Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon, yeah. Disney Channel. But the the shows with staying power, like Fairly Odd Parents and SpongeBob yep. and stuff like that, they were. I, I, I guess my question is: How do you stay that astute and like balance the political game? Because you got to give the nods to the parents, but like it's got to be a balancing act that with you know being yeah, like, okay. Yeah. We got to be a little, well, yeah, little poli- yeah. political
2: game. is funny. Um, we never did shows with uh, when I was saying politics. I meant playing yeah. the you know learning how to work with the people in the building. Oh, people sure. At the network. sure. And then um, uh, that's learning how to, like, you know, appease this network exec and appease sure, this network yeah. exec <laughs> at the same time writing a show that you like and the audience likes. Right. And, um, the, uh, it, it was really about, we would, we would basically write things that we thought were funny. We never really talked mm-hmm. down to kids. We never, I don't think you guys ever felt talked down to. No, no. no. You just would watch the show and hopefully you would laugh. My job was to make you laugh and, like, create characters that would be re- remembered forever because i remember growing up watching the flintstones watching the simpsons watching you know speed racer and all these characters yeah. that i loved. happy days the fonds you know it's like i want to create a character that people will remember 50 years from now and and right. hopefully they will but uh yeah we just wrote stuff that we like and i would get inspired by you know Comedies that I love, Seinfeld, The Office. You mm. know, um, uh, I like you know movies that I love and superheroes and comic books. You know, Star Wars. There's a million Star Wars references in Fairly Odd Parents. We have a character oh, yeah. in Dark yeah. Dark Laser right. in, <laughs> in Fairly Odd Parents. You know, and uh, I love it. I'm glad I. I don't, by the way, those were based on the old Star Wars. I don't even acknowledge the new Star Wars. Just let what you know. new Star Wars. I, mean, I was, <laughs>
1: was going <laughs> to ask you. if you said that you kind of wanted, you've always wanted to work with Disney. Is there is there a franchise that already exists? kind of we discuss all the franchises out there Yeah, pretty any, much. on any medium that you would love to take a bite out of. You're like, Ooh, I really, you know, Hey, what would you do to star Wars now to like kind of bring it oh, on back in? Like that's, if, if a that's good. On thing.
2: what a great question. I'd love to work with star Wars and I'd love to work with Marvel. I'd, I'd oh, love really to yeah. make a Spider-Man movie. I'd love to make a Captain America movie. Something. I don't know if I could do any better than the Marvel guys already did. I think they took those characters and did such a great job with them. Yeah. And, uh, it was so Endgame was such an was such a satisfying for me. I know there's mm-hmm. probably people that don't like it as much as I do, but I was like, man, what a great way to end all of that. You know, yeah. what a gra- Thank God someone did it right, finally.
1: Right. Really? Were there things they yes, could have fixed really, or made it, course, it, it, but it, it was attainable like, for audiences?
2: Yeah, but I've seen other franchises hashtag DC Universe that probably didn't do as well as <laughs> Yeah, probably. yeah. As probably yeah. No, this is no offense to those guys I love all those characters I love Superman and Batman and I love the Christopher Nolan Batmans and all those movies but you know taking a great character it's just so awesome to be able to make that character live longer and I, I hope I get to do yeah. those characters it'd be great to do a character like even Guardians of the Galaxy just do, do my own version of that, that would be right. so much fun yeah, that'd be a blast.
0: So yeah. when it comes, I, I want to kind of bring us a little bit back to uh, to the fairly odd parents side of things. Um, I mean, I could I, I, I could talk this stuff all day, uh, um, but my I had a question for you, though. So these characters like you were talking about, I think the characters that you created did have some really strong staying power. And I think a lot of that was because you weren't talking down to kids like, you know, a lot of cartoons. You watch them. Yeah, I remember as a kid for me anyway, I'd watch them for a year or two. And then I kind of felt like I outgrew it. It felt like it was <laughs> like it wasn't for me anymore. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess my question to you is, especially at the beginning, what was your thought process behind these characters? What did you do to make Timmy stand out and Cosmo and Wanda? And, and what was sort of the process between making them really fleshed out, firm characters?
2: Well, the one good thing I had in my favor, and I, I hope all show creators get this chance, is I had time. I had mm-hmm. I had time to make the show for many years and keep developing those characters. It's tricky if the network doesn't give you a lot of time. If you only get one season, you don't really have a chance to really make the show as rich as possible. Right. You can, but you're on such a tight schedule. Uh, people breathe it down your neck. They want these things yesterday. you got to get the shows done. So having the luxury of time because fairly parents fortunately was a hit show. I was able to keep moving on it and exploring it and, you know, adding baby poof and, you know, adding mm-hmm. chip Skylark and adding yeah. these characters and <laughs> end up having their own world, you know, uh, foop, of, you know, poof's arch enemy foop. And then yeah. you know, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Crocker has a nephew named Kevin. Hello, Kevin, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know <laughs> stuff like that. So it, that was really a joy. But uh, what I set out to do at the beginning I remember them asking me when they were giving me a budget for the show and said, "You want to spend all your money on art?" And I said, "No, I want to spend it on the writers." They were kind of like mm-hmm. really writers. We thought it was all about drawings. I'm like, "No, no, no." Right? No. I we said, "No, because I spend yeah. a lot." You know, cause I, I was like, "No, we don't have a good story. No one's going to care how good the drawings are. Let's make right. you know, let's make the, the the story funny, and then people will follow." I used, I used to read a, car, a comic show, uh called The Far Side. Remember The Far Side? Oh, oh yeah. Show. Oh yeah. Yeah, The Far Side was one of the worst drawn comic strips of all time, but it was like the funniest comic strip. And I'm right. like, we're going to be The Far Side of animation. It's going to be the fuck <laughs> you know, We are going to do this and make it funny. So I was like, I don't care where these characters live. If they're in a white room, they have to be really funny. And fortunately, now I can prove that with The Office. I love the show The Office. Yeah, Because it takes place in the most boring environment of all time, mm-hmm. an office. But if I just said Dwight Schrute, you would know exactly who I'm talking oh, yeah. about. Yeah. How would Dwight handle this as opposed to how will Jim handle this? You know, and how will how will Kevin Malone handle this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just great characters you know oh yeah michael and michael scott you can't you can never it's incredible
0: i've been binging the office during quarantine so much like and i leave it on when i'm doing other things like i'm not just doing that but like i'll leave it on when i'm doing laundry or anything like that and i uh i think i've probably made it through it like three or four times during quarantine at this point like i just
2: let it loop (laughs) yeah yeah no it's it's a great show and i remember um when it first came out i watched the ricky gervais version of the office the english Mm -hmm. version it was so funny, and then uh, when the new one came out with Steve Carell, and I love Steve Carell, he's my comedy oh, bro. Yeah, I yeah, think he does is hysterical. Uh, he's even great in Anchorman. Remember the Anchorman? Oh, yeah. When he plays Brick. <laughs> Brick Tamlin? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. She'd Brick killed Bruce the ladies. guy. Brick killed the guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we the guy with the trident. <laughs> you might want to lay low for a that. while. Yeah. That was so good. Was it good Anchorman 2 Was it Anchorman Two where they're in the, the motorhome and it flips yes. over? It's yes. And like, the <laughs>
1: scorpion or whatever. I turned deep the deep fryer on. Yeah. 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 Oh, man.
2: Oh, it's so it good. good. So, that stuff is so When you can make live action movies into cartoons, that's a great thing
1: though so yeah oh so true uh now so you were mentioning that like especially you do have a uh your 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 new book uh the and the politics side of the the studio and like you know making yes. sure people were yes let's, it, let's yes. talk about this
0: book because this yes, totally ties into is it backwards? Like you, are you seeing it backwards right no,
2: now mad No, mad hustle is, i can read perfect for it perfect yeah. yes mad hustle how to pitch and sell shows in Hollywood and this is based on my 30 years in Hollywood. Yeah. And I just the book just came out a couple of weeks ago on Amazon. We're real excited. Go to madhustlebook.com and get yours there. And uh, okay. I also have a podcast, the Mad Hustle Podcast. And I've got oh, like seven awesome. episodes out now. But the point about Mad Hustle is A lot of people, I get this question all the time. How do I pitch a show? How do I get this thing going? How do I even make the first step? This book will give you all of those answers. Now, it won't guarantee anything about selling anything. but It will get you ready. It'll get you up to home plate. It'll get you up to bat. Um, It'll at least get you into the situation where you could be in a room be confident, be ready and hopefully sell your show because you know, people even ask, do I need an agent? How much do I pay them? Do I, I just, I just want my friend to do all my drawings for me and I'm going to give him half my show. I, I advise against that very right. strongly. <laughs> I go, don't do that kind of thing. No, no, no. I don't want it. I've been in, I've been in a situation myself and I've been in a lunch with people. Me and my friend are creating a show. We're openly talking about it in front of this other person. I don't even know they suggest one tiny little thing and then suddenly they're married to the show for life. And it's like, right. Oh no, wait, why did we go to lunch with this person? So now right. how to, you know, it's all those nightmares. I've been through every nightmare. Come with me and me walk you out of the nightmare. <laughs> yeah. yeah I I, 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 that's
0: definitely a solid book to check out. And I feel like, I mean, you've had so much experience pitching different shows and you've had so mm-hmm. many shows on air. And uh, I mean, clearly like the, the success of these shows speaks for itself.
2: Um, oh, thank you. No. Well, you know, oh, I yeah. I'm, I'm just excited because uh, with every pitch was a different learning experience. Right. Um. I I really, really recommend people get out and get to know people because most of the people I've ever pitched to and sold something were people I knew. Right. I knew them. Um. There were a couple I didn't know, uh, but I got to know them. But I got in the room because of people I know. And right. those, um, those, those relationships and resources come when you pick up. Cause as an artist, I'm always sitting at my desk with my headphones on. I don't want to talk to anybody. If you want to be an artist, that's fine. Stay an artist. No problem. That's great. But if you want to pitch a show and run a show and do all that, uh, there is a whole different aspect to doing that. In yeah. fact, I'm going to write a follow up book about running a show in Hollywood and what that oh, is yeah. Yeah. and the things that you need to deal with. Uh, Cause you're not, you know, you want to go in and draw cartoons all day, but I'm, I've got news for you. There's, people on your show where there's right. people there are issues and every time there's an issue you've got to put the pencil down and go to yeah <laughs> so the so issues. during
0: so, the course of fairly odd parents when that was running when you know you're you know you're in the studio you're doing records you're working on storyboards you're working with the writers what were some of those issues that you ran into on that show
2: oh well you know what? it's usually uh, issues where uh there's put it this way there's more good issues than bad ones which is sure. great so yeah. i understand this there's always great things happening for every bad thing there's 20 good ones but the the bad ones are usually something like well your best writer who you had no idea was negotiating with another studio is going mm. to leave but now they're leaving oh and they're taking two writers with you oh my, uh, with them. Oh, my yeah. gosh well uh, you know there's that sort of thing Or, or I'm not saying that happened to me but it's happened to other people that I've known and then like or so-and-so said they'd get the storyboard done by Friday. They've had it for six weeks. On Friday morning, they call you. They haven't even started it yet. And you're like, right. wait a minute. What? Oh, I mean, Oof. I've got to do a whole Danny Phantom storyboard on myself in three days? Okay. No. And then right. do that. <laughs> So there's there's that sort of thing. And sure. uh, you, need to get, you need to be able to pick up the ball when somebody drops it. And I encourage everybody. I really encourage this. People want to start selling shows and, and making the big time. And I completely get it. But unless you are prepared and you've been through some things, like, be an artist over here first and then be an artist over here first and mm-hmm. learn how to do this. It's not going to go well if you don't have any strength. Like, you know, if you want to go in the gym and lift a thousand pounds instantly, it's not going right. to happen. You're going to go five pounds, <laughs> 10 pounds, that sort of thing. So I encourage people to have a little bit of experience under the belt before you try and get that big show off the ground.
0: Yeah. Well, and Absolutely. then uh, the, I, I had another question. Dave, I'm sorry. I'm like totally oh, steamrolling no, you. I'm just I'm so pumped. Uh, so, my question, though, was you, there ended up being so much uh, merchandising going along with Fairly Odd Parents as well. Um, and one thing that I, and you know, I'm a huge gamer, um, and I noticed like there were at least like four, five, six uh, Fairly Odd Parents video games, a lot of them were for Game Boy. Um, and uh, so how did that sort of tie into your creative process with the show? Did you try to link those in with different episodes? Was that something that, uh, sort of grew the way, out of a different Yeah, the, branch way, the way
2: games work and we were very, it was so awesome to get some games made and I really wish we'd done more Danny phantom games too. so a lot yeah. of that stuff is out of your hands. It's really out of your hands at that point right. where the network handles all that. And, you know, um, yeah, it'd be great if you as the creator could just start making toys, but you got to start making <laughs> deals with toy companies right. and all this and that. But normally a game is uh, created by the game uh, developer. They'll develop okay. a game, and then they'll pitch you the idea. What do you think of the idea? And then, mm-hmm. By the way, they don't really care about your idea that much. They, they right. want it a little bit, <laughs> only because they're on a schedule, too. They want to get their oh, game yeah. done, sure. and they just want to make sure they're doing the show the right way. I was very fortunate to do a lot of game developers that were really cool. They were like, hey, is this something that Timmy would do? Does this look like Cosmo? you think this would be a funny thing. I'd be like, that's cool. We don't, another character would be better than this. Oh, that's it. We didn't know that character existed. Yeah. You know, right. The Crimson crimson Chin has a villain named spatula woman. She'd be great to put right here. Oh, that's great. You know, that sort of thing. So those sorts of meetings you have, but you do not, as a creator of a show, you're busy 24 hours a day. You don't have time to work on a game all that time. And I encourage you to keep making your show great because when the show is great, other things will follow, you know, but they got to go always go. It's always got to go back to the show being great.
0: Yeah, definitely. Dave, I've steamrolled you for like six questions now. You can go. ahead. <laughs>
1: I actually had one listener question from one of our fans and listeners named uh, Jill. She's also one of our Michiganders here. Uh, mm-hmm. But she was wondering, there were so many great songs that she still to this day. She's oh, yeah. a 30 year old woman who still sings them uh, like Icky Vicky, uh, stuff oh, like yeah. that, like all the theme song. We're. Now, did you have any any musical uh, process in the show or, or did you hand that off to a, a group of writers? Because they're all just so literally catchy. It really are. And it's wild.
2: Yeah. Oh, thank you. No, uh, that's a great question. Thank you. No, music is very important to me. Um, I'm not really a quote unquote musician. I play a little guitar, but I'm a really. I'm a really enthusiastic lyric writer. I love writing okay. lyrics. In fact, I wrote I wrote the Fairly Odd Parents theme song. I wrote all my. I was theme just going to ask you that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wrote all the theme songs, and I, I wrote every song in the show. I was either written by me by myself or I had a co-writer. So, um, okay. And I would we, what I would basically do is write the words, and my amazing composer Guy Moon, who did music for all my shows.
0: Mm-hmm. Guy
2: Moon did uh, pretty much every song. Fairly Odd Parents. The music, the theme song, was done by a guy named Ron Jones. That was before I met Guy. Guy did the show, Ron did the theme song, but I wrote the words. Guy did Danny Phantom, Guy did the music for Tough Puppy, but a guy named Adam Schlesinger did the Tough Puppy theme song with me. Uh, He was from Fountains of Wayne, the band. Oh, Oh, yeah, okay. He just recently passed away. Yes. Yeah, from the COVID virus. I didn't know that. Man, that's
0: so sad. Yeah, he's Right. right.
2: And then Bunsen is a Beast uh, was written by Guy Moon and myself, and so, um, but Guy did all the music for me, and then we did, you know, we did uh, Schools Out the musical that was like ten songs in there. Mm-hmm. Guy helped us with all that. We had a co writer, my writer Steve Marmel, and I wrote all That's those so songs. Cool. So I was involved in everything. So when I grew up. The Flintstones had songs. The yeah. Jetsons had songs. All the Hanna Barbera shows had songs, and I was like, I gotta have songs in my show. I have to. So I'm just glad, yeah. my you know, my shiny teeth and me. Come on, we love that. Right. Song. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Well, and one thing yeah. that I
0: noticed, too, speaking of that music and sort of like that um, that pull from those old school cartoons, the the intro to each episode it sort of had that old like Looney Tunes feel to it, where it was like a still frame of something, you know, Timmy oh, yeah. in some sort of like, pose, like oh you, you yeah. know, and 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 just the music and the yeah. way the titles were were you know the title cards. Yeah, the yeah. title.
1: We
2: we, it, we pride ourselves on our title cards. We have again, I had some incredible artists on the show, yeah. and one guy's well, a couple of people's job was specifically to design props and title cards. They would say, here's wow. five here's five ideas for this episode. I mean, like, yeah, that's good, okay, you know, because you want the title card to be just as beautiful as the rest of the show. So, sure, okay, yeah, we really. And by the way, it's got to be a cool drawing, but it's got to be able to fit the title and all the credits right. on it as well, you know. Yeah. So uh, that sort of stuff. So there's all this all this stuff that goes into it. We had a blast, and Danny Phantom had some of the best title cards. We we try to do them like 1950s drive-in yeah. movie yeah. posters, you know. So we had That's a good right. time with those.
1: That's, That's so cool. So cool. um, oh, oh, go oh, ahead, wait. Dave. I had one last um, que- yeah. uh, one last question um, involving Dinkelberg. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh First, the name. <laughs> Where did it come from? If it was just kind of like, hey, we're going to workshop a bunch of funny names. And then secondly, it always reminded me of the bumpuses in Christmas story when the father yells bumpuses, like when the dogs tear through. Was that any sort of inspiration or just kind of the dad being angry at the neighbors? I
2: love that line in in Christmas story. Dad stood there for two minutes trying to think of a real crusher that came up with not a finger. Um, (laughs) Yeah. No, uh, uh, Dinkelberg was, uh, I wish I could say all this is geniusly plotted out. We do research. One of my writers just said uh, we were doing an episode where dad got mad at the neighbors and the neighbor's name was Dinkleberg. Like, that's funny. And we oh, just, awesome. it was one episode and then we brought it back like three episodes later where, you know, Dinkle get mad at Dinkelberg again. So we just kept doing it yeah. and then we just started yeah. just playing on it. Like dad, dad hates this neighbor. He wants to, you know, dad, the neighbor <laughs> can do nothing right. And we had one yeah. shot where dad's laying next to Dinkelberg on a stretcher and Dinkelberg had <laughs> just donated his kidney.
1: He's like, <laughs> who does he think
2: he is donating a kidney?" <laughs> yeah. And Dad's glaring at Dinkelberg Right, and the smiling. nerve. Yeah, <laughs> oh no, my gosh. And,
0: and of course, Darren crushes it every time, like with his long oh, deliveries. Gosh, yeah. I mean, he's yes. no
2: when you have when you have a voice actor like Darren Norris or Tara Strong or Suzanne Blakesley or Gray Delisle or even you know Carlos, you can give them anything. And yeah. we've we been a guest star. You know, Eric Bowser was a great guest star for us yeah. all the time. We've been trying just to get him on this show. You'll have to
0: send him a message and say, "Hey, <laughs> hop on Franchise Impact." <laughs> oh, Eric!
2: Uh, Eric is dynamite, and yeah. uh, Eric's an amazing artist too. By the way, Eric's totally oh, yeah. awesome. yeah, he's a great artist. But Eric can do anything and um, so good. And uh, but you get when you have a great script. Hopefully, we have a great script. But we get a, we get the script as good as we can, and we give it to a great artist or an actor who can just bring it to life. It just it just makes it that much better. Yeah. We're just so excited.
0: So uh, I know at this point in time, when anyone's listening to this, Fairly Odd Parents is no longer airing new episodes. Um no. So my question to you is: if there was ever sort of a uh, you know something for the future with Fairly Odd Parents, what would you want that to be? What would you want that to look like?
2: Oh man! I'd Let's love say you had free yeah. no yeah. reign. If I had a magic wand, no pun intended. Yeah. No, by the Magic Wand, I would love to do something like I don't even know something live action. I'd love to do something like a uh, uh, another another version of the series, maybe like another animated mm-hmm. version of the series. Uh, we yeah. did those fire. We did we did three Fairly Outparents live action movies, which we yeah. a joy to do. Had a great time doing those. Had some really fun guest stars on there, and uh, yeah, I would love to do something. Uh, I, I guess I'd pretty much love to do anything because I love the show so much, you know. But yeah. I love Nickelodeon in twenty eighteen. And uh, it was really just fortunate they let me do the show as long as I did because um, oh, yeah. they, they, you know, most networks don't let like shows go that long. And it's right. truly, truly a gift, and I'm just so grateful to everybody who watched and still watches. It's really great.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you, you put together something amazing, so uh, you know, th- thank you for.
2: I, I can well, say well, on behalf <laughs> of
0: all of our listeners, uh, thank Listen, you for all the hard you work guys. you put into
2: that. Well, it takes yeah. a lot of hard work, guys. Too, and it's, I'm not sitting here patting myself on the back and <laughs> hey, wishing. No, performs, but I mean, it's... but I'm letting people know that these things just don't come together automatically. It's it's a matter yeah. of, you know, doing a pilot. Is this funny? Could this work? Do we need to enhance this? Does Timmy need friends? You right. know, um, is this voice actor working? Oh, that voice actor wants to quit and go do somewhere else. Okay, go somewhere else. Okay, fine. So, and oh, they're going to cancel the show. They, you know, they canceled Fairly Up, Parents five times and we kept bringing it back. It right. Happened. I've done a whole YouTube wow. video on that where, you know, they canceled the show several times and you're like, you've really got to fight through this stuff and and um, learn that... Um, you know it's it's a gift to get it and, and and it's a great thing to keep it but if it if it right. goes away that's fine move on to the next thing because yeah. you're a, you're an artist and you're a creator your job is to keep going and and right. uh, and don't don't take it for granted when you get a show i've told i've seen this happen where people get a show they sell it and they don't care they they'll yeah. like don't try hard and then they are shocked when the show doesn't do well right. and it's like guys <laughs> You oh, guys, I saw you go to lunch for four hours the other day. Where have you been yeah. all day? Right. So, <laughs> so yeah. I, I just hope people really uh, appreciate it when they get it. Cause it's a yeah. true, true blessing to get something like that.
0: Yeah. So yeah. I know that we're, uh, we're approaching the end of our time here with you. So before we uh, start wrapping up my question, uh, my, my sort of final question is where can people find you? Where can people find what you're working on now? Uh, you know, we already heard about your book, but uh, you know, yeah, mad hustle. the mad hustle. So where can
2: I'm actually chained to this floor. I can't leave this room. So um, <laughs> not cannot leave. No, you guys can find me. I'm on all social media. I don't really go on social media as much as I used to, but I'm on mm-hmm. Twitter uh at real hartman you can find me on facebook at butch hartman and uh youtube i have a youtube channel check that out i also have another youtube channel called the new network where i do lots of fun cartoons and things on there i'm trying to grow that as well and uh yeah just got a whole bunch of big projects happening so hopefully uh, you'll be able to hear about them pretty soon
0: awesome well butch thank you so much and uh yeah hopefully we'll be able to get you on here again uh, at
2: some point we'll talk about some of your other shows Yes, Anytime you. guys, it sounds great. So uh yeah, thanks for the opportunity. It's really an honor meeting you guys, and I appreciate you letting me uh, uh yell at you for twenty five minutes. No, thank the you so much.
1: Bizarre.
2: Thank you. Have a great one, guys. Thank you.
1: Well, everybody, that was our interview with Butch Hartman. I mean it yes. was just such uh, such a great experience. I mean Amazing. I, yeah, like I still have so many questions. I feel like yeah, I we can not even begin to get to them. But yeah, uh, just such a nice guy. Very open. Make sure everybody you check out his book. We mentioned it a couple times during the interview, uh, yep. Mad Hustle, uh, yep. sold where all books are sold. Yeah. And um, yeah, we're uh, it was just a blast.
0: Yeah, he's such a such a nice dude. And uh, it was such a it was so cool to just learn some of those uh, those facts, like learning about like the writer's rooms and yeah. like the the joke pit and like all that stuff. Like, I don't know, that's it's so cool to see sort of that peek behind the curtain of your childhood. And that's something that, you know, we, we love to research and like really dig into the episodes that we do, but that type of research you can't do. Like yeah, that's something no, you can only get when you nostalgia get to start research.
1: Yeah, I, exactly. I, I was like, I watched your, what you produced your, you made my childhood. You are, right. you are a huge portion of my childhood. Yeah. And that's yeah. I don't know. I've never really, yeah, I guess never really spoke to someone at length about that. So right. it was just really, absolutely incredible. Um, yeah. But
0: anyway, you guys, Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for checking out our show. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at franchise unpacked. You can find me on Instagram at the Zach Rogers,
1: and you can find me on Instagram at the Dave of Wonders.
0: And uh, you know, as always, we would love it if you would subscribe, share this episode with your friends and family. Yes. If you know anybody who likes Fairly Odd Parents, which everybody we know knows you a lot of people <laughs> who like Fairly Odd Parents, so you got to share that with them um but yeah it's uh, this is a super fun one uh, and make sure you guys uh check out all of the stuff that butch has going on too yeah because and we got some other
1: big ones coming oh the yeah plant. so oh, yeah we got some fun make stuff sure you check it out very exciting stuff
0: so uh all right well you guys you rock we love you nerds and we will see you next week
1: catch you later